What's up, everybody? This is Dylan Fields with Get Lucky Outdoors, and this is the Get Lucky Outdoors podcast. I'm in my car right now on the way home from a long day of work, and I just wanted to take a minute to basically introduce everybody, tell what we're going to talk about, what we do. Uh, We're basically three guys from Kentucky. We all have full-time jobs. Uh, We grew up on the same road. Uh, Hogan is actually my brother, and then Steven is my first cousin. He is, uh, his dad and my mom are brother and sister. And we all built or are building houses on the same road right now that we grew up on. Uh, The woods that we learned, everything we know about the woods is uh, right behind our house. So we've all actually had kids within the past year. Um, They're all going to hopefully get to experience those woods back there and the creek and grow up the way that we did, playing in the dirt and catching crawdads out of the creek and turning rocks over. But anyways, we're mostly going to be talking about hunting, fishing, uh, camping, floating the river, that sort of thing. I want to go out on a limb and say that our favorite thing to do is hunting by far. Uh, When it comes to me, my favorite thing to do is bow hunt whitetails, which is not very original, I know, but hey, it's what I like. It's what a lot of us like. There's nothing wrong with that. It's uh, America's favorite big game animal is what I've (laughs) been told. Who knows, though? Um, Hogan and Steven, they're, they're mostly the same way that I am, I think. If they like bow hunting and fishing, or uh, bow hunting more than anything else, if they were here, you know, they could answer that question. But we don't have the podcast gear set up yet. We've got nothing set up yet. We're just starting out. And I figured out what better way to start than on my iPhone on my way home from work. So that's where we're at. Anyways, but I'm pretty sure they like uh, bow hunting the best. We definitely have the most camaraderie out of bow hunting because we all get together up at a farm that we lease up in northern Kentucky it's about a two hour drive from our house and uh, I mean ever since see Hogan's the oldest ever since he had his license we were all three packed like a can of sardines in his little tiny Ford Ranger pickup truck and the thing was a rebuilt that my dad and brother actually worked on the back end was from one truck and the front end was from another and they put one and two (laughs) they put well two and two together and made a pickup truck it's hilarious it was a stick shift the cab was super tiny and none of us are very big guys but we were shoulder to shoulder and whoever sat in the middle had to turn their legs to the right so they could get in there and so hogan could uh shift gears and hogan worked at walmart dc Steven was part-time at Shiloh's, and I was just living my best life doing nothing. The only thing I did at that time in my life was mow yards with Dad through the summertime. So I had very little money. Hogan had money because, you know, he's working at D.C. and uh, having a big time. And so when we would come up, if, if anything got bought, it was by Hogan or Steven, you know, food. Like, they always split the groceries, and I never had to buy anything. So, I struck out lucky there for a few years, or for a couple years, I would say. Um, 
we would usually give Stephen the shaft and make him sit in the middle so he had to turn his legs to the right all cockeyed, you know. And uh, it was a hard two-hour drive. We would sing old um, that old Jason Aldean album, the, the one that had the two cards on it. I can't remember the name of it. It's the one that had uh, Chilling on a Dirt Road, I think. Dirt Road Anthem, that's the name of it. Brantley Gilbert song, yeah, that he redone. They ripped off of him. Anyways, that was a big thing that we did. We were crazy, dumb, done stupid stuff back then. We've all gotten a little bit smarter. Actually, just passed a big buck on the side of the road. Had his head cut off, so it was definitely a buck. Unless somebody just wanted to mount neck mounted doe. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, well, that's just that's what we do. That's our favorite thing to do. I would say. I know they like turkey hunting really, really good too. It's a close second, if not first, for them. For me, it's definitely second. I would have to say second. I couldn't put it in a close second. And then, super close to turkey hunting for me is smallmouth bass fishing at Cherokee Lake. I love it. Went down there. Been going down there with my uncle for I don't know five to eight years and I've had an absolute ball down there catching big smallmouth and hybrid bass. I'm usually good on a couple nights of hybrid bass fishing. I fill a cooler up, clean them, get them all loaded up and uh, take them home and eat them because they taste super good to me and then but my love for that down there is definitely smallmouth bass fishing. Yeah I've I've annihilated them down there. And it, not that I'm even good at it because I don't know what the heck I'm doing when I'm down there fishing. But my uncle, he's been fishing for who even knows how long. And he knows what's up down there. He knows how to find them, when the water's right, all that. I just kind of know because I've watched him. And we just throw little bitty baits on uh, spinning reels on points and stuff and absolutely smoked smallmouth like last year or no it's actually this this spring yeah i cast it out and first cast i caught about i want to say a two or three pound smallmouth it wasn't a beast but it's a fight on that little uh we call it mickey mouse reels because they're so tiny but it's a it's a fight on that reel and i think i use um six pound i had six pound fluorocarbon on it this year and second cast same thing another big fish and i think the third cast was nothing fourth cast nothing <clears throat> we got out closer to that point and it was on i think we caught 10 bass good bass off that point and i'm talking three and four pounders you know uh we actually took them home and or i took them home filleted them all and we're eating on them right now i think i i ate two of them <laughs> in one sitting uh day before yesterday super good man i just take a cast iron pan heat it up to pretty hot a little bit of oil in it as soon as that oil i usually use olive oil as soon as it starts smoking just a little bit you're good to go as soon as it starts getting to that temperature but yeah i just take i, I don't personally like it deep fried with like the batter and stuff i know it's not very american of me but uh yeah what i do is uh get that oil hot take that fish and season one season the side that you're going to put down so the only thing i use is uh lemon pepper that's it it complements 
fish to me perfect and i love it so that's what i do uh, season that side put it on the hot oil and it'll just start searing that bad boy and I, i'll give it about four or five minutes it depends how hot i got the pan because you know every time i get a little hotter or cooler and uh when it looks right to me i'll flip it give it a little bit of time put that on a plate or several of those fillets and just sit down and annihilate the whole plate full of them just by myself and it's 10 out of 10 super good if you want to try it that's the way i would try it my favorite fish to eat is probably bluegill fillets with the skin left on i'll leave the skin on there because it gives it some completely different taste it's not like a like fish by itself is kind of light tasting you got to give it a little something to make it pop but if you leave that skin on i don't know about bass and stuff that might be terrible but on bluegill if you leave that skin on there and do what i just said with a fillet it is awesome it's immaculate best fish you will ever eat in your life in my opinion so take it with a grain of salt that's my opinion not very not a very uh trustworthy one as uh, dave ramsey says the advice is worth what you pay for or <laughs> worth what you pay for it <laughs> but um anyways where was i yeah cherokee lake killer place mom and dad actually just bought a little camper down there that's like it's like a permanent spot so the camper's not even got tires under it it's sitting on the axles and uh hooked up to septic and it's like a trailer park for campgrounds it's hilarious it's got its own ramp a little marina and there's just awesome places to fish all over it man that that spot of the lake is perfect there's just rocky points everywhere you turn it's honestly kind of dangerous down there there's so many islands and stuff but when the water's up you know and you kind of learn it you're okay if you get out there in the daytime and scout everything out and know where you want to go the hybrids will come up every night almost if it's a good clear night and uh uh moon's right not super cloudy windy and nasty you know and that's the coolest thing too like uh I like to go out and do what I've been talking about with the smallmouth. Just burn them up all evening because they just start feeding like tigers in the evening. And then uh, as soon as it gets dark enough, I'll start chucking a red fin, just a regular old red fin. I don't, I think it's cotton cordell red fin. I don't know. I, I replaced the hooks on it with like a with mustad ultra points because I just act, happen to have some for some reason. And. Uh, you just throw that get get up as close to the bank as you can and still you know hit close to the edge same place rocky points uh saddles kind of like super low saddles there's a couple of them it's only like foot deep as i was saying there's a couple of them them it's only like a foot deep and um yeah we just hit those with that red fin sling it get it up close to the bank as you can and that crank i think i use like a six i don't know the ratios by heart it's a six something to one or i don't know anyways i'll throw it up there and you just crank it just fast enough to make that red fin dabble side to side so he'll go left and right then left and right and left and right and you can kind of see it in the moonlight shining down 
you'll actually be able to see it doing what I'm talking about. And you reel it just quick enough to get it to do that and wait. And if that night's right, it'll scare you to death when they hit. Because, I mean, you're just sitting there, dead quiet. There's no noise at all. And that water will explode with those hybrids. They'll come up in annihilate. Sometimes you catch a big striper. I don't know. Everybody calls them just stripers in general. But they're actually hybrids. They're a hybrid bass uh, between a white bass and a striper, I think. I hope I'm not saying anything wrong about that. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, which is crazy because I'm pretty sure a white bass is actually a native fish, maybe. And then a striped bass is like a ocean fish that just happens to work out in a lake and they breed with white bass and make hybrids i'm pretty sure don't take that don't take that as solid advice because i think that's just stuff that i've heard and i'm parroting uh whatever whoever that was said that to me but yeah i I can't remember what your limit is down there but they're big fish i mean they'll go like 10 15 pounds and they're a fight last year or no maybe year before last I hung into one. He come up, slammed my bait, and this was actually a striper. And he turned and tucked tail and <laughs> headed south for the winter. And uh, my fingernail happened to be in between my grip on my reel and the grip uh, frame, the piece of metal that like sets in between the two grips. You know that holds the grips on. Uh, yeah, my finger was stuck in between those, and he bit, and like I said, just straight down and pulled so hard that it bent my nail backwards, and I almost dropped that into that lake. I came super close to dropping that in the lake, and that was a really nice Shimano rod and a loose reel. You know, that would have been bad, but uh, yeah, that night, that actual, that actual night, we uh, loaded that live well up, man so full you could barely shut it that this uh one striper that i caught went from one side almost to the other of uh the divider not the entire live well i wish but yeah brought it home i actually completely burnt up my mom's electric knife on that big uh on the big striper that i caught all the hybrids seem to go pretty good with that and I didn't have much trouble, but man, when I got to that bad boy, I slapped him up on the table and went straight down into him with uh, my fillet knife. I'd like to make a video on YouTube of how I do that, or how everybody does that, not just me, how everybody does that. Uh, But yeah, I I went straight down right behind the little fin and turned and started going down that thing, and it, I think it made it through the first rib of that fish, and then the second one just burnt that blade burnt the knife up the little uh the little uh joint that held the blade actually into like the part that that has the shaft on it that revolves and makes the blade cut like it does actually burn up like melted it because it wasn't doing anything on that rib at all and uh, i think i ended up using a regular fillet knife which i kind of prefer now myself especially especially on little fish like bluegill I cleaned one, two, three, four, five bluegill. Oh, there's a deer, two deer on the side of the interstate. That'll get you going. Anyways, I think it killed or cleaned five of those 
bluegill in one sitting and I scaled a few of them and used just a little tiny Rapala because I got small hands anyway, small-ish hands and uh, cleaned that up with that little tiny Rapala and that thing, man, that thing is awesome. It's like the kind that comes in the leather sheet that's got the little uh, piece of leather up through. It's got like a, it's actually a plastic, I think, inside of the sheath so you don't cut your leather sheath up and uh, it's awesome though, man. I, I love that thing. Uh, had a good time cleaning them the other day it wasn't too long ago i just took a little pack of wax worms and went up and uh to my aunt's lake she's got well, not a lake it's a pond went up to my aunt's pond and caught a few uh, bluegill huge bluegill man big old things and um crazy thing about that is i squished a wax worm stuck it on my hook and bobber on the first part of the lake I came up to and cast it out and as soon as I cast it my bobber disappeared and I was like oh there's one of the big bluegill I set the hook and drag starts peeling and I was like you're kidding me this has got to be the biggest bluegill I've ever caught finally get it in it's about a two pound largemouth crazy man bit that bit that wax worm as soon as it hit the water I guess it got him all excited I don't know uh, had a pain getting that hook out of his mouth. I know that because I was using those little bitty tiny bluegill hooks with like the bait holder on the back of them, two little barbs. Yeah, it was a pain. But anyways, uh, threw him back, caught a big one, caught a few more around the other side. Had a little tiny styrofoam cooler and I was using uh, my knife to actually hold it together because I used that knife to kill them. I'd take them out and bash them on the head to stun them and then slit them so they'll bleed out you know and they die quick and it's ethical humane that way well you don't have to let them uh drown i guess the word for it is while they're <laughs> the drowned out of water or however they do it suffocate that's the word suffocate but yeah and that night we done that i i was doing some testing trying to figure out which way i liked it the best and i think i done some plain fillets I think everything had the skin on it. Yeah, everything had the skin on it. But oh yeah, the way I scale those, I've heard a lot of people say they use a hunting knife or like a buck knife or something, and they'll get the scales off with that. I tried it not too long ago, and I hated it. I could not get the knife to work. Maybe I just suck at doing that. I don't know. I had the best luck with just a plain old spoon. I have the best luck with the plain old spoon. I just take the spoon and put my thumb inside the bowl part of it and just start scraping man and it's not that bad everybody's like oh you don't want to scale those and i didn't have much trouble scaling it uh i think i got them all done in about five minutes or so probably i don't know wasn't that long scaling wise then gutting them is just as easy you know you just chop their head chop them from the back of the head you kind of cut in both sides pull the head out just take your thumb or finger stick it up in there rake the guts out of it rinse them make sure you get the scales off nobody wants to chew on a scale um throw them on a plate whatever you want to do and go cook them you can either cook them the first way i said i've seen a lot of guys they'll grill them and put a big chunk of lime and like garlic and stuff inside the rib cage i don't know if that actually flavor gets into the rest of the bluegill i kind of doubt that it would but it looks cool cooking <laughs> so you can get uh, some good 
social media pictures with your um, bluegill on the grill grilling some gills but yeah I had I think I'd done all the fillets with the skin and then I'd done a couple my wife had never eaten the fins and I'm telling you I might sound like a crazy redneck from Kentucky but bluegill fins are good I don't know if other fish fins are good I think I've had crappie fins and they were good as well but bluegill fins are good and they're it's so easy to cook them man like I do anything else hot cast iron pan oil in it you can bread them if you want to uh i I would probably bread the fins if i done the fins i would definitely bread them and you can only eat the tail fin i'm pretty sure you might be able to get the other ones but i always eat the tail fin and i told my wife how good they were and my dad and they didn't believe me my mom she just turned her nose up and wouldn't have any part of it but i told both of them i was like i'm telling you once you eat one of them fish fins you you're gonna want more of them i was like i told my wife i said you're gonna want to eat every one of them you're gonna want to eat everybody's well i battered these in like salt pepper flour or whatever mixed up and dunked them in some egg first to get it to stick really good um she used i think i can't even remember what kind of oil we used that night slapped them babies in that cast iron pan uh can't remember the times or anything they cooked up pretty quick just tell golden brown you know that perfect level of crunchy brown deep fried flour and then plated them we all started eating i think i ate like almost all of the whole bluegill and dad and Lindsay, my wife um, split the fins i think i may have gotten one fin they split the fins and the fillets dad may have eaten a whole bluegill i can't remember but man they were so good they're so good don't go out and catch those things and throw them back if you catch a good one keep some of them and try what i'm telling you it's a little bit of work everybody's like we can just go to walmart and buy a pack of cod (laughs) do whatever you want but i'm telling you if you're throwing your bluegill back in the water you're making a mistake in my opinion because I would eat those things if I was you. They're my probably my favorite ones to eat. The smallmouth are good, and they stay together, and they're big, flaky bites of perfect white fish, you know, if you get the red off of it. But the bluegill are right up there with them, right up there with them. I've gotten lost in this conversation that I'm having with myself on the interstate and uh, my iPhone. But, yeah, this is basically, <coughs> this is basically what we are, what we're going to talk about we got an Instagram page. You can follow that. That's Get Lucky Outdoors, at Get Lucky Outdoors. Um, Facebook, I don't know about that. I think you can do the same thing, at Get Lucky Outdoors, or just look up Get Lucky Outdoors. And then on Twitter, it is Get Lucky Outdoor, at Get Lucky Outdoor. No S, because Twitter's... uh, thing is they only let you do so many letters so all of my letters on there were get lucky outdoor (laughs) they wouldn't let me do the s which is dumb but that's where we're at we're mostly active on instagram and we'll do some videos and stuff on facebook we actually have some coming that's going to be funny uh we'll get to that soon but we're definitely most active on instagram 
I, I got a Canon DSLR. Uh, I take pictures with it when we go hunting, fishing, anything we go do, or if I go do, I bring it with me and get some pictures of uh, us shooting bows and our new fishing reels, whatever we get or do, because that's what, all it is. It's you know, it's me, Hogan, and Stevens, uh, basically a blog. That's basically what it is. We just it, it's a spot. What I told them, I said it's an outlet for me to dump my outdoor thoughts and outdoor adventures without spamming the people or my friends and family (laughs) because if they don't want to follow get lucky outdoors you know they don't have to but we got a little logo made so it's actually like a brand and then uh we got some hats made for ourselves because it's a it's the get lucky lifestyle you know just everybody's out there trying to get lucky you can have all the skill in the world but without just a hint of luck you ain't gonna do no good so that's it's our motto but yeah it's uh we're having fun with it i think we've only been doing it for two and a half weeks now i'm pretty excited um yeah i'm, I'm excited to get the some real podcast gear and set it up i'm actually building a home right now for me and my wife and it's a little hectic i i'm super surprised that I've been able to keep up with Instagram and whatnot as good as I'm doing right now because, you know, like I said, we all work full-time jobs. We all work 40-plus hours a week. We all got newborn kids. And people told us, people have told us to do this forever. Like probably the past, I don't know, ever since we got old enough to actually go hunting and whatnot by our lonesome people have told us hey you need to start filming this filming your hunts and stuff well we're actually finally going to start doing it and this is what we're calling it we've got a podcast for it check us out um gonna be doing some hat giveaways um i'm thinking that's about it i don't think i have anything else to touch on but yeah rut's coming like I said, there's deer everywhere right now. It's going down. I've seen like three bucks on the interstate dead, which sucks. I wish somebody would have been able to get them. And it's been frosty mornings every time I get up. I get up and go out and shoot my bow every day. And that first first in the morning, man, you walk outside and that brisk air, breathe it in. That's just that's fuel for my soul, breathing in that super cold uh, air makes me want to get up in a tree stand bad I love being able to see my breath and um, but anyways yeah that's it that's all I've got today I'm almost home I'm ready to go in the house and get that cast iron pan heated up a little bit of turkey breast in there from the turkey I killed this past spring me and Hogan was together on that one it was a fun hunt I think I was maybe leaned up against the old rock fence super cool i'm gonna take some pictures of that up there at that farm we hunt those things are everywhere in the woods there's a couple uh root cellars on the farm uh, a couple old home places and there's like at the home place it's cool because there'll be like super old bottles and stuff but um uh plants will grow there i think i think there's strawberries there if i'm not mistaken and there's like a bunch of flowers and stuff and it's so old you can't even see like anything about the house there's like a square there that kind of looks weird i mean there's a tree growing in the middle of that old house um 
well, what's left of the foundation of the old house that's probably as big around as my leg or my waist or something. I mean, it's a big mature tree. And uh, it's cool, though. I need to get some pictures of all that stuff. Probably will do that. It might be next spring before I do that because I'm only getting one week off in the rut. One of my coworkers is uh, really busy right now. We're both really busy right now. My company's doing a couple of new things going on so i've got like zero time like i'm trying to get lucky started up i'm trying to get get lucky started up uh i've got a 10 month old i've got a house i'm building i've got a 40 hour 40 plus hour a week job i'm working right now so i'm a pretty busy guy and but i'll try to get as many pictures as i can keep instagram going strong uh facebook we're gonna get together and do some videos but like i was saying i've got one week of vacation coming up on november 5th through the 9th and i'm super super excited about that because i've not got to hunt that much this year at all anyways that's enough of that um like i said i'm almost home cast iron pan's gonna get hot turkey breast is going in it drank me a big glass of milk with it might eat some eggs with it i don't know but i'm excited for that so if you all got any recommendations anything you want us to talk about any kind of questions at all i don't care what it is you ask me i'll give you my best suggestion dash answer <laughs> um yeah products if you got a question about a product you ever see me use ask me i'll tell you all about it tell you what i think and i'm i'm uh very truthful you know because we don't have any sponsors nothing like that we're just doing what we do anyways so if there's something we've tried that you've not tried maybe you want to try let me know i'll do a video review on it whatever you want um yeah just thanks for keeping up with us um, like I said, check us out on Instagram at Get Lucky Outdoors. We post on there all the time. We all three post on the story throughout the day while we're working and goofing around. Uh, just thanks for uh, checking us out. And that is the end of podcast numero uno of Get Lucky Outdoors. Thanks, everybody.